This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Raise Your Game and it's our Tools for Transformation series. I've got uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation here uh, for the last Friday of every month. Now, our beliefs are a powerful force on our behaviour. Henry Ford... Henry Ford was spot on when he said, whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you're right. People who soar ahead in life are very likely fueled by empowering beliefs about themselves and their capabilities. On the flip side, those who fall again and again despite the best laid plans are probably hampered by limiting beliefs that hold them back from succeeding. Many of our beliefs sit at the level of the unconscious mind and exert a powerful force of behaviour and ability to achieve anything we want. If people really believe they can't do something, they're going to find an unconscious way to stop themselves from doing it even if they consciously want to. This sounds familiar to me. Um, they'll also find a way to interpret the results they get so as to confirm with their existing belief. Now, our beliefs are not necessarily based upon a logical frame of ideas. They can be notoriously resistant to logic and not intended to coincide with reality. Often they lie in the realm of our unconscious minds and we may not even be aware of them. As long as they're not identified and addressed, they cannot be confronted or changed and will continue to interfere with our ability to to get what we want. And I think that introduction was necessary. Um, again, this is our Tools for Transformation series. And we, we, one of the things is unlimiting beliefs, right? Um, of course, uh, limiting beliefs. Uh, of course, you know, we're going to go through a couple of case studies that you've got and everything. But this whole idea, and it's very interesting, you're talking about the conscious and unconscious. So consciously, I can do it. Yeah. Unconsciously, I cannot. Yeah. How many people have you encountered like that? Have you ever felt that? There's a part of you that's sort of so compelled to surge forward and do this. And then underneath that, it's like, really can I? I do it. I can't. I really don't have the tools. What makes me think I'm so good that I can go and do this when other people haven't done it, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, in in many ways, you you have overcome many of your um, Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs, I believe, uh, Frida. Mm -hmm. There's so many people out there who say, I want to write a book. Inside every journalist, PR (laughs) practitioner, writer, there's a... I want to write a book. But many people feel that I can't. And you know why not? Because when I wrote that book, my first book, I didn't say it has to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's it. You see? You see? So there, there again, you didn't have that limiting belief. So very often, we are contained by our limiting beliefs. Mm. If you want to step outside the box, outside your comfort zone and go out there and do new things, you need to get rid of those. But first of all, you have to identify them. Many people don't even know they have that limiting belief. You know, and I, I, we'll, we'll go into this. And I think one of the things is like, you know, we've had our chats and yeah. all that, right? Outside radio. And, you know, and I'll be saying, why are certain things, you know, happening or not happening. Or not happening repeatedly. Yeah. And it's like, what is it, Sheila? Yeah. What is it? You know, and it can be in any area of your life, whether it's work, whether it's relationships, like so then we've had these chats and then it's like, oh wow. Yeah. I have. And, and I've questioned you and probed and probed and probed. <laughs> and finally we came down to that <gasps> limiting belief and you went, Oh my goodness, I didn't even kind of know I had that. I didn't like to be on the other side of the desk where you were asking <laughs> me the questions. <laughs> Well, you were grilling me. Yeah, I was grilling you for a change. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, on that note, okay, we'll, we'll go through some of these, uh, these, these case studies. And these are people, obviously, you've met, right? So a postgraduate came to you for coaching with a host of limiting beliefs that were stopping her from making headway with her PhD program. So what were some of the beliefs and how did you help her? 
Okay, first of all, this person came from a very sort of very shattered family background. It was really very sad. But they all kind of managed to pull together and, you know, sort of survive and get past this. But of course, it had an impact on her all over the years huh, as a young person growing up in that home. So um, she came to me. My goodness, the number of limiting beliefs was unbelievable. She came to me because she was in depression. She couldn't get out of it. She had um, gone to see professionals and they had just said to her, well, you know, you need to pull yourself together. You are a clever girl, highly intelligent. You've got a whole future ahead of you. So why are you sitting and wallowing in this? And that wasn't very helpful at all. Mm. And, you know, she was on medications and all that. So she, she came to me because she had heard about me from a friend. So I said, okay, first thing I did was to to look at the whole wealth of negative emotions and remove those. Then I started working on the limiting beliefs. And amongst the limiting beliefs she had was that she was not good enough. Mm. And this was planted by one of her parents who always said, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not clever enough. The very fact that she had gone ahead to pursue her PhD was in sort of like a direct... Um, Result of wanting to prove to yeah. him that she was clever enough. A, a positive retaliation. A positive retaliation, yeah. But still, you know, yeah. it was that 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 I need to prove to you, and there was pain there as well. Right. So one, yeah. And just no, just before you continue, it's just like how words can kill or heal. I tell you, the power of death and life are in the tongue, Frida. Okay, they can kill or they can heal. They can resurrect hope or just sort of dash them. We have to be very, very careful with our words, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to people's limiting beliefs and it's some innocuous thing somebody said to them. And, and that was stuck with them for years. Stuck with them for years mm. and totally kind of... Um, if affected and impacted the way they operated. So this girl... Um, well, we, we once we got past, after one session, uh, first session, got rid of a lot of her anger and sadness and all that, she practically floated out of that. And for the whole week, she actually started to get into rapport with friends, make eye contact with people, her m relationship with her family improved. They all noticed the change in her. So she came back and then uh, we got rid of limiting beliefs. See, one of the limiting beliefs she had is that she cannot complete her PhD. Hmm. All right, she's a smart girl. She's on scholarship doing her PhD. All right, mm. so you can imagine how smart she is. She said, I cannot complete my PhD. So we removed that. In the process of re removing that, there, I discovered there was another limiting belief that was sort of feeding that limiting belief. And that was that um, someone had told her, You are an Indian girl. You know, you already got the master's and proved that you're clever. Why do you want to get a PhD? You'll be too qualified. No man will want oh. to marry you. <laughs> so, no, just go and get married in, and, you know, focus on that. Yeah. So, have some children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was that belief had been planted to her that, oh, okay, if I go and complete my PhD, that, um, you know, in the, in the conscious mind, mm. you look at that and say, what a stupid thing to say. You know what I mean? In this day and yeah. age, people having that kind of mindset and you, you, you consider I what nonsense, right? Mm. But somewhere inside, it insidiously, and especially with someone you respect, ah, mm. right? Community people and all that, it, and it insidiously takes root and starts growing, growing, growing inside of you. And you can see how a little silly thing someone said takes root, feeds 
uh, no, sort of feeds another limiting belief, which then le- feeds another one. <laughs> feeds another one. So it, it's just sometimes getting down to the source of this. I really have to probe and probe and probe, as you well yeah. have uh, discovered yourself. Yeah. And then you come to that fundamental root toxic belief that needs once you pull that out mm. everything else just dismantles and also I think like that's why when I say words can kill or, or, or heal um, even these words you say to yourself because that limiting belief and when I had my conversation was a belief that I had imposed on myself it wasn't anything anyone had said but it was the words that I said to myself and I believed it that's right you yeah. see the thing about limiting beliefs we have to understand is they're not logical mm. or rational they don't even have to be true, okay? They're not universal. Someone can have a limiting belief and other people can look at them and say, what? Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I had this very beautiful girl come to see me for coaching. She had been a contestant in a beauty pageant, but she didn't win. Mm-hmm. She was clearly the most intelligent, highly qualified, you know, very beautiful. But the thing is, the beauty pageant organizers had another agenda. Mm-hmm. She was not the right fit mm. for who should wear the crown. You mm. know what I mean? Because you know there are lots of other co- yeah, yeah. Okay, contracts and all that mm. that go with that. So she didn't fit their idea of who should be the, uh, the winner. So she came to me with a limiting belief that I'm not beautiful. Wow. You're a <laughs> finalist, da, 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 right? So it affects everyone. Huh? Yeah, you, you do <laughs> modeling and all that. You're stunning pictures and I'm looking at pictures. How can this not be beautiful? She's not beautiful. That's all makeup and all that. So I really had to get rid of that. Mm. And today, she's just so comfortable in the skin. I mean, she doesn't doesn't bother her that, you know, she's expanded a little mm. bit. It's like being feeling really beautiful. She began to feel really beautiful. Yeah. And that's when things started to change mm. for her. All right. Uh, we'll go th- through some other case studies in just a moment. I'm here with uh, Sheila Singham uh, from Human Equation in our Tools of Transformation series. Of course, you're listening to Race Again. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Balanced Frank Medium. BFM 89.9. This is Racing Game uh, on Enterprise. Good morning, Frida Liu here. Uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation. Uh, she joins us the last Friday of every month in our Tools for Transformation series. Uh, we're talking about limiting beliefs, and, and that's something that we've talked about, and I think we need to talk about uh, almost as a reminder to all of us, right? And so early on, we, we had um, an, one, one story, uh, one case study, where you talk about a postgraduate uh, wanting to complete a PhD program. Here's another one, and this is where a senior manager came to you because she felt she was stagnating in her job. Uh, she felt that she was not fulfilling her true potential and was performing at a mediocre level. Uh, she had a lot of anger and limiting beliefs, including telling herself that she was not good enough. That seems to be a constant, uh, not good enough. So how do you coach her? Well, first of all, we got rid of the anger. Now, the five major negative emotions which are related to other mm. emotions mm. are anger, sadness, fear, Hurt and guilt. Mm. All right. So, what I usually do with my clients is first of all, find out if they've got these and remove them. Mm. That immediately sort of gives an instant sort of lift, you know, to the spirit because it's all of this being suppressed for so Mm. long inside there. You know, it's like when you take out the garbage, you know, the house smells nice after that, you know. Mm. Then after that, it's getting down. It takes longer to get down to what the limiting beliefs are. So in this instance, 
it actually went back to her childhood. Mm. It went back to her relationship with the parents and the family, having others in the family who were high achievers. And, you know, she she's a very go-with-the-flow sort of a person. And in her own way, developed, but later. And she's now very accomplished in her own right. But always that comparison, you know, with the siblings and all that. And the way that the limiting beliefs she had was that my parents don't, no, think of highly of uh, as highly of me mm. as they do of them, and mm. her parents never said such a thing. Mm-hmm. It was just her impression. Sometimes the limiting belief comes from our own mind, yeah. our own perception, mm. and then we choose to take it on as a decision. I've made. I'm not good enough. It's like I guess it's like even when things are not said, and you see pictures, right, and you see behaviors, and you decide to say. You know, you look at so maybe one day the mother was just nicer to the other sibling, and you took that picture forever and said, maybe I'm not as good as the other sibling, right? And, and probably that wasn't the case, but your worldview was what you saw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so that's just so many families out there where siblings feel that the parents have one favorite child yeah. and they don't love me as much as they love him or her. You know, which is absolutely not true because I mean, you and I, being parents ourselves, we mm. would know that all our children, yeah. no matter what uh, eccentricities they have, we love them just the same. And and I tell my son, he's my favorite because <laughs> he's the only. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we, we, we have it everywhere. I mean, myself as well. You know, we're always teasing my mother, say, "Yala, your son is your favorite." And we always grill him and grill her about it. But I mean, now, I mean, truly, I know that she loves all of us equally. Yeah. But, you know, so anyway, coming to this situation, you you just begin to see how a family relationship, something innocuous the mother might have said or done or father might have said or done, just cause a seed to be planted mm-hmm. and grow into this limiting belief. I'm not good enough for my mother. My mother doesn't love me as much. And that began to be... So why bother? Why bother to be the best when clearly whatever I do is never going to be enough? Mm. So that's why you settle for mediocrity. Mm. You, you know how we all say that, oh, there's a difference between separate your personal life and your work life. You, you cannot. Whatever has happened in your personal life is going to impact your work life mm. and vice versa. Right. So we got rid of those limiting beliefs that she had that my, you know, my parents don't think I'm good enough. My mother doesn't love me as much as the others. You know, I'm not the favored one and I can't do this and I can't do that. Because throughout her life, people have been telling her, you can't do this. You're not musically inclined. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't Mm. do everything. So she's just constantly hearing all of this. You might be an intelligent, rational person with EQ, but sometimes when you have this barrage of things coming at you, you just begin to wonder, is it true? Mm. Just like women who are in abusive relationships, mm. they can be very accomplished, very intelligent. But if the, you know, the, the other partner keeps saying to them, uh, you're not good enough, you're not beautiful enough, you, know, you, you can't uh, fulfill my needs, my expectations, you're not a good wife, you're not a good mother, you just, after a while of mm. constantly hearing it day in, day out, you begin to wonder if there's truth in it, and then it becomes a limiting belief. Mm. And limiting belief, while most negative emotions are sort of acquired or learned, in, in childhood, usually before the age of seven, no, no. So, mm. limiting beliefs can happen anywhere. Right. I could have heard something last week as I spoke in a in a case study previously on the program. There was this guy who was fifty, mm. and who actually two years ago took on this limiting belief that um, 
he, you know, all his friends were retiring. We're too old to start something new. Ah. And that lodged in his brain. And he wanted to start something new, but he was afraid. Hmm. And we removed the limiting belief. And by the way, coming back to that previous story, Frida, hmm. I met him about two weeks ago. And he said to me, I said, so how? How's your new project taken hmm. off? He gave me the thumbs up and said, fantastic. Right. It's on the way. Okay. So, you know, it, it's really great to hear stories and like that. And I guess this is the one where he says, I'm not confident. Is this okay? Uh, you no, this is another one. Ah, it's another one. Huh? Ah. ah, okay. Uh, so this is okay. Before that, also, like sometimes if you're aware, you have certain limiting beliefs. You're you're aware of it. Um, do, when you does it mean you've addressed it? If you're aware of it, no. Ah, not necessarily. If okay. you are aware that you have it, um, you know it's there. Mm. So how do you get rid of it? Mm. That's where for my in my coaching practice I use a process called timeline therapy, mm-hmm. clearing limiting beliefs, mm. right? So and in that process of timeline therapy is to look back at a particular situation and to change to look back at the root cause, okay. meaning when did you acquire that limiting belief? When did, and most people can remember. Mm. Most people um I have hardly ever had anyone say I can't because through, you know, the process of helping them to find, they will find the root cause. So why you go is to like revisit the root cause, the first event huh, where you acquired it mm. from a dissociated perspective. Uh-huh. That means you don't walk right into the event okay. and be there. You are like, it's like looking at yourself in the event. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watching the, a movie. Watching a movie of that event with mm-hmm. yourself there and taking the positive learnings. Now, the most crucial ex- ah. aspect to letting go of limiting beliefs and negative emotions is to be able to take positive learnings for yourself for the future. Mm. So what is this teaching me? Mm. I am confident. I can do anything I set myself to do. Not something like if you take a belief like, oh, I should never listen to other people. Mm. That's a negative. That's right. being stated neg- negative yeah. and that's reference to other people. Instead of saying I should never listen to other people, the positive learning you can take from them is I should have the courage of my own convictions. Mm. I should examine what people say to f- find out whether there is proof or whether it's rational. Or statements like all men are creeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. And some people take that on. I know young women who are influenced by mothers who have been, yeah. you know, you know, single and so mothers. They, they will only attract creeps. You are right because projection is perception, mm. as I've stated before. What, and perception is projection. What you have inside of you is what you're projecting. <laughs> so sometimes, if you keep attracting the same type of person in your life or the same type of boss or whatever, it's what your per, per, you know your perception that you're throwing out. What I'm afraid of is what I attract. Okay. I don't want that. No negative. The unconscious <laughs> mind doesn't process negatives. I don't want that. Uh, and so, so the, it, it, I want that. Yeah, the so, don't is disappears. Yeah. So let, let's ask. Let's ask the listeners. If I were to say to you right now, don't think of a pink elephant. See, everyone immediately visualize a pink elephant right. because the instruction given was, don't. Mm. Then mind deletes the don't. Mm. You know. So, um, yeah. So coming back to that, you've got to be very careful what thoughts you have in your mind, mm. because and words, because mm. those are ones that you are sending out there. Right now, okay. So we'll go through the third uh, case study here. The CEO of a company wanted to begin a new business, but had the limiting belief, "I'm not confident," uh, which you discovered was the fundamental reason he was not able to step out of his comfort zone to forge ahead. So in this case, what happened? Okay, it's very interesting because you think that someone who's been a CEO and has actually started a business which is successful would have no qualms about going and doing another one. Their own, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I I see this a lot. I see this a lot with people, mature people, right? So uh, what happened is his limiting belief is that um, 
that's that's not going to that this business is not going to succeed. You know, but actually it's viable. So somewhere inside, somebody told him, "Oh, it is economic climate and mm. all that. You're competing with other people and all that. No, mm. I don't think it's going to succeed." So mm. that got stuck inside there. So we had to clear that limiting belief. The other limiting belief we had to clear is basically very straightforward. I'm not confident. You know, so um, so we cleared those limiting beliefs. We cleared those limiting beliefs, and immediately he could actually see the possibility of the new business. So the next step after that was set a goal, set a well-formed outcome. What will you see here and feel when the business has taken off? Mm. What are the resources you need? Is it realistic? Is it achievable? Is it viable? How come you don't have it already? Mm. And we realized that the reason he doesn't have it already. It's because of his limiting belief. Mm. Nothing else. He's got the resources, he's got the contacts and everything. Mm. The idea all there. So once he set that well-formed outcome, we made him work backwards as to what is the to-do list and then to get himself into that pumped-up, empowered state. Mm. Uh. All right. Um, so, okay. Um, and I guess if people do want to have any questions, they can, they can first of all, I guess, uh, get in touch with you via email. Sure. sure. And that would be Sheila at human dash equation.com Okay, and of course, uh, you know, it's been uh, very interesting talking about our limiting beliefs and what happens in the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. It's that iceberg, isn't it? It is. Right? The 10% that we see, but what lies beneath that 90%, if that's not resolved, you know? Yeah. It could be a Titanic. <laughs> and and all of us, it's, it's constantly forming. Even me, I mean, I'm not one person without limiting beliefs. Mm. Sometimes someone will pop up and say, where did that come from? Mm. And then I'll just work on it and, and get rid of it, you know, do whatever it takes. Because mm. you've got the tools to do it. Mm. Um, speaking of which, of course, this has been the Tools for Transformation series with uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation. She'll be back again the last Friday of every month. And of course, if you want to get hold of her, you've got her email. This is Racing Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.